Christmas night. We had a wonderful time uh, over here of worship and, uh, and here. Many of you are here for the second time. You came last night and this morning. Thank you. Congratulations. I know it's because of the snacks, but anyway. Uh, and for those of you who are here for the first time, we are a community. We are not a church that people attend. We're not a building that you go to. That's why you have to check the address every time because sometimes even the day is wrong and the address is wrong. You need to make sure that we're in the right place. You know, and if you see a fat bald guy, you're in the... <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for a community, if you're looking for a family, a spiritual family where you can grow, a family where you could make yourself at home, show your gunk, show your, you know, your brokenness, just be yourself as well as help, get the help that is required to change, to, to step out of your, your comfort zone, to step out of your, your patterns, to break free of some of the bondages, then we are that church and we would love for you to join us. And... Um, if you stick around, if you give your number, you know, you fill out that card, we'll start sending you information about, you know, how you could be part of our family and part of our church here. We meet on Sunday mornings right here, 10.30 every Sunday morning. And our main goal is to be in home groups. So we're in home churches or home groups all across the city, Greater Noida and Gurgaon as well. One of the lines in a beautiful chorus, uh, uh, one of the songs, the carols, is when meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Silently, how silently, a wondrous gift is given. God impart to human heart the blessings of his heaven. Though ye may hear him, though no ye may hear him calling, yet in this world of sin, though meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Powerful words. Those words were written at a time where theology was theology. You know, theology wasn't feel-good motivation. Theology was theology, and people came to church for God, not for themselves. Those were the good years where some great lyrics were written, and that's, this is one of the carols. And as I was meditating, thinking through the carols, thinking through Christmas thoughts, I thought I'd leave you with this thought. What is the spirit of Christmas? What is the spirit? Everybody talks about the spirit of Christmas, and everybody makes their own decisions. And today we are living in a world where everybody defines everything on their own and in their, head, in their head, they're already right. Because it doesn't, you know, there's no one to question any thought today. You know, from Twitter to everything else, everyone is right in their own head. What is the spirit of Christmas? It's about giving. No. It's about family. No. It's about love and, and, and gathering and community. No, it isn't. Who told you that? Who said that? Who said that? Where is it written? You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? We question, to question, to think. It hurts sometimes to think. But we think so that our faith is connected to truth, truth that is connected to thought. That you, And when God speaks to us, he speaks to us in words. So thought becomes words, word is heard, words become thoughts. So my thoughts become your thoughts when I have spoken to you and vice versa. Take you to the, the story Events around the Lord Jesus' birth, the Christ's birth. We don't know if it was 25th of December. Somebody decided that. And uh, this year again, we decided it will be on 25th. So somehow we're just sticking with that until somebody tells us otherwise. Okay, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. So I'm not expositing these passages of scripture. I am just referring to them so that we pick up on the story. Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 2. Luke is 
focusing on the Son of Man, Jesus, the incarnate Son of Man. Matthew is focusing on Jesus, the Son of the King, uh, the lineage through Joseph all the way through David, the Son of the King. So his royal lineage, Matthew covers that. Luke covers his human lineage. His, he was born and his, he was in the flesh and his, his miracles, things like that. So that, those are the two Gospels. In the same region where shepherds, shepherds? In the same region with shepherds, out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, because that's what they do. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. That's dramatic, man. These guys have just smelt sheep all their life. They're in the dark. There it's night, or very early in the morning, or something like that. And, and, and these guys are just chilling. They're doing their sheepy stuff. And suddenly... Angels appear. I can't imagine. I would have been scared. I personally would have run in two directions. Light all around and angels singing. The heavens were broken and there was a revelation from heaven straight to the angels. The angels of the Lord appeared to them. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone all around them and they were filled with great fear. (laughs) I would be. And the angel said to him, fear not, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, good news of great joy, exceeding joy, I like the old, old version, which would be for all people. This joy is not just for you guys, but it's for everybody. Then, you know, my question would be, then why are you telling me, you know, am I, so, I, don't, I'm, I don't have a Twitter account, I don't have, I'm, I'm not, the other guys, I'm not even on Facebook, you know, I, why are you telling me? Why would you tell the shepherds if you wanted the whole world to know why? Interesting, just hold on, hold, hold that thought. Fear not, for behold, I bring you great news of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Best news, real time, good news. And this will be a sign to you. This is how you'll know. You'll, the baby will be wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, along with the angel of the Lord who gave the message, the news while I angel, Along with him, suddenly the choir popped up, just like you're going to see them in just a bit. The choir popped up and the angelic choir began multitude. Multitude means thousands. Heavenly hosts praising God and singing. So first he gets the news, ta-da, and the CNN, you know, the, the full choir comes in at the back and then he's right and all of that. Everybody singing, having a great time. And the words were, this is the PowerPoint presentation, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those who will be so first the story came to shepherds. Story came to shepherds, okay? Then it came to one guy. It came to one guy. His name was Simeon. There's another lady as well there, but in, in, the, in the second chapter of Luke. And this, this one says there was a man. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. He was righteous and devout. Number two, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the Messiah to come. He was waiting, the whole nation of Israel was waiting. And this man had dedicated his whole life, devoted his whole life, adjusted his whole life, aligned his whole life to the coming of the Messiah. Kind of what we and I are supposed to do in terms of the coming of the Lord Jesus, second coming of the Lord Jesus. And then he was always, always thinking about it, waiting for it. And the Holy Spirit had come to him and promised him, verse 26, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Got it? You won't die. I promise you, you won't die until you see the Messiah. Verse 27, and he came in the spirit into the temple. That means the spirit of God led him there. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to 
to do for him according to the law on the eighth day to be circumcised. He took him up in his arms. So Jesus is eight days old. Simeon takes Jesus in his arms and he cradles him, looks him in the eye, and then he says to God, now you can let my serv- your servant depart in peace. That means you are pretty old. Now you can let your servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Then he breaks out into a beautiful poem, somewhat of a chorus. He says, Lord, now you're, let- now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people. Remember the, the news? This is the news for all people that you have presented, prepared in the, in the presence of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory to your people, Israel. To the Gentiles who don't know God, a light. See, see, this is who God is. And for the, for the nation of Israel, people whom God had already revealed, so for those who already know God, the glory of God is revealed. To those who don't know God, God is revealed. Got it? To those who don't know God, God is revealed. And to those who know God, a greater glory is revealed. Beautiful concept of revelation. Revelation. Get with this. Get with the understanding that faith is revealed. Faith is revealed. No, it's not studied. No, it's not scrutinized. No, it's not researched. No, you are not born with it. You're not born into this faith or that faith. Faith in who God is is revealed to you. I will not allow you to know me unless I want to. When I want to, I will let you into my life. I will shake your hand and I will tell you, first of all, my name. Hello, my name is Wigglebottom. And you're like, what is your name? What do you do? Where do you come from? Who are your parents? And my thoughts become your thoughts, your thoughts become my thoughts, and you come into my life and get to know me as I choose to let you get to know me. And God Almighty has chosen for us to know him, and you are not born into this religion. You don't walk into this miracle. You want to know him, and therefore he reveals himself to you. That is the spirit of Christmas. That is the spirit of Christmas. He came to shepherds. He came to shepherds. Then he went to the wise men. After Simeon, he went to the wise men. Uh, Matthew chapter 22. And after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east. That means the eastern side of the world, right? This is all our, you know, this, this area, Southeast Asia and Europe. Not all the way to India, because if it India, it would be too smart. Because the, you got smart people and then there's Indians, which are too smart, yes. Oh, yeah. So, so it's not that far east, but anyway, east. So the wise men came from the east. What does that mean? We'll talk about it in just, just a minute. Where is he? Where is he who's born king of the Jews? We saw his star. This star says that a king is born. So we've been following the star. When it arose, from the time we've been looking at it, watching it, studying it, and we're coming to him. They wanted to know him. They wanted to know him and have come to do what? To worship him. Have come to worship him. Let me explain some things to you before I close. The news was delivered to an interesting combination of people. And I find this fascinating. And there's much to be observed here. First of all, the news was given to shepherds. Shepherds. These guys are ignorant. They are the common man. They're common man. Lowest in the economic and caste strata. Out in the middle of nowhere. No address, 
no place of work. They don't work in, you know, cyber city. They work in nowhere with sheep. Okay, out in the middle of nowhere, uneducated, disorganized. You getting the picture here? You getting the picture here? I'm going to make a point in just a minute. Uneducated, nobodies. Then they came to the faithful, the ones who had been living the faith, living, walking, reading the word, the Torah, opening, learning it. The Messiah is coming, Messiah is coming, waiting for Messiah. Hey, don't do wrong. Don't do cleanse, sacrifices, wait, Messiah, church. Discipleship, Bible said, okay, wait, we're waiting for, okay, that's a Simeon, a righteous man. He had communicated with the Holy Spirit. The glory of God is being revealed to him. With a promise, he was waiting for, you won't die. Very good. Okay, he was known by God, walking in his ways. Then you got wise men from the east. These are the big guys. These are the ones with the big, uh, you know, certification. You know, what is that? You know, does, uh, yeah, degrees. All the degrees of, of, of you know, the masters, then permanent head damage, PhD, the work, everything. <laughs> these, these, these are the guys with all the degrees on the walls. They're studied, they're, and they're, they're looking at the stars, and they're like, a king is born, a king is born. They all discuss it, a king, a king is born. King is born. Everybody, let's go look for him. So they get on their camels, uh, which was Maruti at the time, but uh, they get on the camels, and they, they head towards, and they find, they find him, eventually they find him. Royal nobility. Shepherds, nobody, nowhere, uneducated. These are royal nobility. These are common men. This is royalty. Studied and certified, highly reputed and recognized, rich and bearing gifts. The gifts, they are expensive stuff, man. Not like Zara and all that. Expensive stuff. Specific to the East. They came from the east. That means that was the center of trade and education. These guys knew their stuff. They were well-educated people. Some people say that Jesus is for the, the broken. Jesus is for the poor. The gospel is for the poor. Go only to the... No, no, no. The gospel went to the shepherds. The gospel went to the richest and the wisest, the noblest of men. Educated and organized. Uneducated, disorganized. My brothers and sisters, simple point this morning. If you can remember it, great. Here's what I'm saying. If it's shepherds, if it's Simeon, non-religious, religious. If it's shepherds and it's wise men, uneducated, educated, simple, common man, royal, reputed, the gospel went to everybody. So the gospel is not about comprehension. The gospel is not about comprehension. God is not sitting there on his throne in heaven saying, if you can understand me, if you can figure me out, if you can transcendental medicate, if you can do whatever, all of this, if you can be born in this religion or born in that religion, this is the right religion, that is the right religion, that is the wrong if it, if it can be that complicated where you, five foot something, can figure God out, make your way to God, figure what spirituality is about, then God is an unfair bully and doesn't really want to be known. God, if he wants to be known, must come down in human flesh, in your height and stature, speak your language, and welcome you into a relationship with him. And it behooves him, it falls on his, it is his onus to explain and convince you about who he is. My job is not to convince you about who Christ is or who God is. My job is not to tell you what the right faith is or what is not. It is God himself who has to do that. Therefore, it, if it's to the shepherds, it cannot be highly educated. If it is to the wise men, it cannot be simple. It has to be through revelation. Not reason, but revelation. 
Because it is not by comprehension, but by condescension. When you bow, when you desire to be known by God, when you desire to know God, God sees that desire in you and he chooses to reveal himself to you. You walk into a college, you walk into a school, you walk into a class, you walk into a new workplace. You take your time, you take a few days and you chill out and you check out people around you. And as you see people warming up to you, you see people you like, people you, who, who look like they like you and uh, the way they speak to you, the way they talk to you, the way they come up to you, you kind of pick and choose who your friends are going to be. You kind of choose beforehand. You already know who your friends are going to be. And then in your mind, you're like, aha, uh-huh, yeah. He's cute. And then a little later, you begin to make friends with them. God wants everyone to be saved. God wants everyone to be saved. But, but he reveals himself to those who want to know him. Does that make sense? He reveals himself not to everybody, to those who want to know him. So there is no right and wrong religion. There is no right and wrong faith. There is no right and wrong person. There is only a person who wants to know God and a person who doesn't really want to know God. Highly religious people don't really want to know God. They want to do it on their own. Highly self-sufficient people, self-reliant people don't really want God in their life. They want to do it on their own. And God sees straight through the heart. Man sees on the outward appearance, but God sees straight through the heart. And God looks at the person and based on his wanting it, he opens his eyes to recognize who he is. So it is by grace and grace alone that we come to God. I repeat, it is by grace and grace alone that we come to God. Not by study or reason, but by surrender and revelation. Who does God reveal the Messiah to? It begins with a wanting heart. It begins with a hungry heart. Those who believe that what they're sensing inside You feel a tug on the inside. You feel a love on the inside. You feel something telling you. Your spirit is telling you, this is the truth. Go after it. Check out more. Then you think, oh no, my family will not. uh, My family will not agree. Oh, I'll have to face so much trouble with my with people. Oh, I don't think I want to work through this. Oh, I have to give up this. I have to give up that. I have to give up this. I'll have to change. I'll have to. You think about all those things and you weigh the cost of discipleship and you reject. You reject your own spirit telling you this is the truth. For his spirit will tell your spirit, your spirit will tell your mind, your mind will reject your spirit, and your spirit will reject his spirit. But a spirit is open. When a spirit is humble, a spirit is willing to bow. Because you know if you're going to take Jesus in, you're going to have to bow to him. You know that if you take Jesus in, he's going to have to rule your life. He's Lord of all or not Lord at all. What do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about Jesus? Baby Jesus, no. You believe that he is the atonement. He is the atonement that God sent him to the cross to pay for your sin so that God would be able to forgive you. For because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Blood must be shed because God is both holy and just as well as loving and merciful. So how do you take a loving, merciful God and take a holy and righteous God where you kiss them together at the cross? You take the holiness and righteousness of God and you take the love and mercy of God and you kiss them together at the cross. And at the cross you see justice fulfilled where all your sin was punished. And at the cross you see a loving father saying, come home son, you're forgiven. Come home son, you're forgiven. Now who wants to be forgiven? Who wants to be right with God? 
Your spirit is telling you as the Holy Spirit is convicting you. What should you believe in? That it is this Jesus and his work, what he did on the cross that wipes me clean of my sin. Not my good works balancing my bad works. Forget that. His one work balancing all my work. His one step of obedience balancing all of what I've ever done and will ever do. I believe that. I believe the atonement, no other way. God's sovereign plan, that the exclusivity of one mediator. We have one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, Hebrews chapter 9. That's his sovereign plan. So you believe the sovereign plan, the exclusivity. There's no other name. There's no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. No other way, no other name. You believe the words, you believe the works of Christ. You follow him, you understand him, and you say this is how to live. This is how God works in our life. This is the work that's come from above. This is the work of God in my life. And you don't reject it as just a feeling. You, reject, you don't reject it because it is God working in your life. It is the power of God, no other power. What do you believe? No other way, no other name, no other power, no other power. How do you know that Jesus was not just a baby Jesus, but this something special person? You can see it in the gifts of the, of the wise men. The wise men bought three gifts, and it's not the gifts you'd bring to a baby shower. It's not the gifts you'd bring to a baby shower. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy in God. And going into the house, they saw the child uh, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down. Wise men, reputed men, honorable men, nobility, they fell before Jesus. They knew something that you and I may not know. They fell before Jesus and they worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What terrible gifts to bring to her. Baby shower, because it wasn't a baby shower. They were recognizing that gold, a king is born. Myrrh, for the death and burial, embalming. Frankincense, for his priestly role. For his priestly role. The spiritual meaning, gold, a symbol of kingship. Frankincense, a symbol of deity. Myrrh, a symbol of death. Spiritual scholars, their spiritual symbolism about Jesus. Gold representing kingship. Frankincense, frankincense, a priestly role, and myrrh prefiguring his death and embalming. That interpretation is seen in the words of that beautiful carol, We Three King. These were not ordinary gifts, and they were wise men. If the shepherds brought them, you'd be like, come on, people. What? Sarojini Nagar was on sale? What, what happened? Well, you couldn't find something better? Don't you know who you're talking to here? Well, wise, educated people were the ones who brought those gifts. They brought those gifts. And therein lies the faith of the believer. When you understand that this one is no ordinary child, come from above, his words and works are of God, and the spirit telling me that he is the one to believe and bow to. When rich, wise men can bow to Jesus, when the shepherds can come running, when a man all his life can wait to see him, is there any desire in you to know God personally? For, God, for unto us a son is born, a son is given, a son is born, a son is given. He already exists, but now he has come in the form of a son. God has stepped down the great condescension to, among, to be amongst us, Emmanuel, and to give his life as a ransom for us. I appeal to you this morning, humbly as a fellow brother in the faith, I appeal to you. The spirit of Christmas is that willingness to receive Christ for who he is, not what he looks like. 
for who he is, not what he looks like. Today, people want Jesus to heal their sickness. They want Jesus as a cross and a symbol and earrings and accessories. They want Jesus as a cool side thing. They want Jesus to fix their life. They want Jesus to make them feel less bad about the bad things they do. They want Christianity to be this soft, mushy place they go to, to feel good about themselves, while in reality, they should actually be getting right with God. It has become everything else but what it should be. The spirit of Christmas is a heart wanting to open itself up and bow before the one who is. So the prayer for Christmas should be, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. I'm 15 years old. I'm 25 years old. I'm 45 years old. Reveal yourself to me. I'm a woman. I'm a man. Reveal yourself to me. I'm a Christian. I'm a non-Christian. Reveal yourself to me. I want a personal faith, not a remote faith, not through my uncle or auntie or mother. I want you to talk to me. I want my faith to be rock solid in us. I want you and me to do this life together. I want to know you for myself. I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm open. Father, like I told these precious people that it's not reason. So I can't convince anybody about anything. When the power of God comes down on a spirit and when they begin to feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit on their spirit to turn and to bow, to come and to serve, Lord, let those who come to Christ be genuine. Not for the music, not for the people, not for the surroundings, not for the answered prayer, not for the miracles, but for you, God. For you, Jesus, there are very few who really want you. Many people want things from you, but very, very few want you. And we know the cost of what it will be if we got you. So, Father, instinctively, we stay away. So I say, draw us, Lord. Draw me close to you. Open my, my eyes. And maybe the Gentiles need a revelation, but also... God's people need to see your glory. There are many believers here, people who think they are Christians. They think they've been Christians all their life, but they are fakes. They're not real. They're not genuine. They've never had an honest, genuine experience of coming to Christ, falling to their knees and bowing before the Savior. They've never really given their life to you. They've never really come to terms with the business deal side of it the business side of it coming to you laying down their their sin at the cross and taking from you the forgiveness that is a business deal and in that deal in that moment we are saved many who call themselves christians have never actually done that may they do that today may they know what i'm talking about may the spirit of god take these words deeper and complete this installation oh god draw our hearts to want you Give us a hunger for you. This doesn't come from reason or study. It comes from revelation. Show us your glory. Hi, I'm Jeremy Dawson. And if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. 
lots of videos coming your way songs worship encouragement come on subscribe let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know write a comment in the section below but let's see you guys again come on subscribe <laughs>